The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another season of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and also simulcast on BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. That's my, that's to tell you we're simulcast. <laughs> for the camera. Yeah, that's for the camera, exactly. I am Todd Bloniars from the award-winning uh, Time Out for Sports Talk monthly TV show, and I'm very glad to be starting our third season of Conversations with Belmont High head coach, Jan Kuman. Uh, just uh, say we can. Hello. Hello. Good to have you back. It is fantastic <laughs> to be back. Thank you so much for having me back. Yes. And uh, just a reminder to all you uh, listeners out there, as I have to re-coordinate myself with uh, doing this part of it <laughs> for the simulcast. A reminder to all you uh, listeners and viewers that these are interactive programs. Uh, we welcome your participation. If you have any questions for the coach, uh, log on to Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag Q's for Q. Again, that's Q-S-F-O-R-Q, Q's for Q, questions for, for Coach Q. And uh, when we get questions, we will uh, they'll be part of the sh- this show. As I said, it's an interactive show. We'll be doing it throughout the upcoming uh, 2018. Uh, Belmont High football season. So, uh, so you got questions for the coach? Again, hashtag Q's for Q on Twitter. You can also uh, follow the coach on Twitter. Uh, his handle is at Q underscore coach, along with BHS football at Marauder F ball. And our timeout for sports talk Twitter handle is at TOST BMC. You can also become a fan of uh, the show following us on Facebook. Search timeout for sports talk. So, coach, uh, again, welcome back. Uh, I can't believe uh, here we are, season. Season three of the uh, the Toddcast with Coach Q. Man, time flies. Season season five at Belmont. Yeah, this I was going to say, yeah, time's definitely flying for you. Unreal. Uh, yeah, fifth <clears throat> season uh, uh, on the uh, the Marauders bench. Uh, I want to kind of do a, a quick recap here, looking back uh, a little bit at the uh, the first four seasons. And, you know, I know in each of the first three seasons, there was, you know, at least record-wise one loss. You could kind of see a steady improvement, uh, you know, going from three and eight to four and seven, a couple back-to-back seasons last year, a little bit of a, uh, a, a step downward. Of course, sometimes they say, you know, sometimes you have to take a couple steps back before you can take the big step forward. So now here you are, year five. Uh, well, actually, before we get to year five, let's, let's again look back to, to year, <laughs> year four, four a little bit. I know you probably don't want to harp on it too much, but, uh, you know, we didn't really get to do a wrap-up show. So I guess my question uh, were, uh, you know, kind of, you know, now that you've looked back at that season, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what happened. Because, you know, one stat that I pulled out is that in the uh, the first four losses, the average margin of uh, those losses was only about 11 points. And then the last five losses, uh, you were losing by about 20 points. It, yep. it seems like a midseason game against Winchester going up there, uh, losing by 20, kind of <sighs> set the tone for the second half of the season as far as uh, some big blowout losses. I know, I know you had some very tough opponents and some great individual standout performances by other players you know, on those teams. So uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think anybody who was, who was in the house last year would agree that it was a, it was a disappointing year. Uh, we had, we had high expectations going in for ourselves um, and, and definitely didn't, didn't fulfill those expectations. You know uh, I think the, the close losses on the front end of the season kind of fed into a little bit what our attitude and approach was going into the end of the season. And um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, when you have a season like that, uh, the first place that you got to look is is in the mirror. Um, we preach to our guys on a constant basis about self accountability being paramount. You know, so uh, I'm not one to to sit here in this chair and look at a two and nine season and say it was the fault of my my kids. You know, it, it wasn't um, that those results, as far as I'm concerned, were were a byproduct of a lot of things. 98 percent of which I think start start here um, and and with my staff Um, you know we just didn't seem to have the ability as a staff to do what we needed to do to get our kids as ready as we needed to get them um, both emotionally culturally and and on the football field Um, and that played out you know that that definitely played out so it was a disappointing year we had we had some great athletes on our team last year. We we had some guys that we were really expecting to have 
uh, fantastic years on the gridiron and to be to be uh, tremendous contributors. Uh, some of them were, uh, and then a couple of them underperformed a little bit, um, and that that you know led to a result. It's it was really a snowball season, you know, because we went out and 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 uh, lost to Milton in week one, and then had that squeaker against Framingham uh, where we had an opportunity to score the game-winning touchdown to win it. Um, we just skied the ball a little bit there and, and didn't come away with it. You know, that was a game where the defense actually played pretty well. They had only scored one offensive touchdown. Uh, they scored another one on a fumble recovery on a short field. Turnovers were an issue for us all year uh, last year. You know, and, and that then kind of compounded as we went into the league. You know, and, and we had a, 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 a tough a tough showing against Woburn, which was a competitive game, and then a really close. Yeah, that, that one went down to the final minutes. That went as down well. to the wire, and then Reading, we played a great football back and forth football game, um, but we were just unable to get that Reading offense with Jack Geiger off the field in their final drive. That was a game I really think that if we had won it, which we absolutely had the potential to, uh, might have been a swing game in our season. Um, you know, and then we went into Winchester, which, you know, for us was a game we really expected to win and, and didn't get off the bus. Um, and, and a good Winchester team, you know, beat us up. And then we headed into Lexington. And, and that game was one that I think really was a demoralizing game for uh, coaches and, and, and players alike. You know, we talk a lot about trying to stay in the moment and stay in the rep and, you know, keep your blinders on and stay focused. And I think that's something we didn't do a great job of instilling in our guys last year. I think that there were a lot of guys in the locker room and coaches who were really kind of thinking their their thought process was too big picture. Um, we got away from some of our mantras a little bit, and, and it's good to return to them this year. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, a lot of uh, seniors on last year's uh, team, 19 and all. And uh, you have any, I was going to ask if you have any updates maybe on, on some of them. I mean, uh, we're going to get to how you're trying to gonna replace all of them this season. Sure. But but uh, any uh, updates on any of them as uh, they, they start some of their uh, post-high uh, school football yeah. careers? Or, uh, or we have four players? seniors who are playing football uh, at the next level. Um, Adam Deese, our fullback, who we lost in the Reading game. That was a, a big loss for us also um, on both sides of the ball. Um, Adam is at UMass. Uh, he's uh, now the second. UMass Amherst. UMass right? Amherst. Okay. He's Just now the second fullback on the depth chart. Um, so he's he's playing D1 football, uh, which was a goal of his when he came in. We were really excited that he got that opportunity. Uh, and the coach Whipple up at UMass was uh, willing to give him that opportunity. And he's gone into camp and uh, had a great successful July with them and is, is in the two slot, you know, f and fighting to get into that one slot. Um, got a great phone call from Adam uh, maybe two or three weeks into camp that was the call you always want to get, which is, you know, all the stuff that you were harping on for three years, four years, Coach, like Coach Whipple's just getting on me about. So, you know, it's always, it's always nice to hear somebody say, you know, we were, we were teaching them right. Um, and he came down with a couple of his UMass buddies when they had a break from camp, uh, a couple other guys on the team and watched practice. So it's always nice to see those guys come back. He came back with a couple other alumni. Uh, Jake Pollock is at Bowdoin, um, doing really, really well. Jake was a league all-star receiver uh, two years in a row, uh, really a fantastic receiver, one of the best wide receivers I've coached. Coach Avery did a fantastic job. I think they were in film uh, up at Bowdoin at some point in camp, and his wide receivers coach at Bowdoin asked a question, and Jake answered it. And his coach looked at him and goes, where'd you learn that? You know, and, and he said, that's my wide receivers coach taught me that. That's Coach Avery taught me that. And uh, it's always really nice as high school coaches when, you know, our guys go to the next level and, you know, coaches at the next level kind of recognize that these guys are coming from good high school programs and, and, and coaches who really know what they're teaching and uh, know what they're talking about. Um, Caleb Henman was a guard and a linebacker is in his freshman season at St. Lawrence. Uh, really excited for Caleb. He was always a kind of a, a lax bro. Um, when he first came to us, and I think he kind of fell in love with, with football. Um, we call him Goose. Um, I miss Goose a lot. He's, he was really a fantastic. Uh, Is that not some kind of a Top Gun reference? It was. Or, he came uh, in okay. with a Top Gun lacrosse shirt in uh, uh, okay. his first day, I think freshman year, uh, to a lift or something like that. And I, I walked <laughs> up and I said, Top Gun lacks, man. Uh, well, you can't be Maverick, so you must be Goose. <laughs> and uh, we called him Goose the rest of the way, four years of that. Um, Gooser's, you know, a, a really cerebral player, really smart kid, 
fantastic young man. He's having some great success there. And our kicker, uh, Aiden Cadigan, is uh, in a prep year at Bridgeton Academy. Aiden had, you know, D1 sites. I think he's a D1 kicker. So he, he wanted another year um, to kind of push that, that recruitment. Um, so we're really excited, excited for him. Um, so those are the four guys who are going on to the next level. Um, but a lot of our other guys are, you know, doing other things. I know Will Lozano, our tackle, was playing college rugby. Um, Mike Shea and Tyler Reynolds are down at college together in Florida. Um, I talked to, to uh, Mike's dad, Kevin Shea, who's a, a detective on the Belmont Police Force, and he and the family took with the Reynoldses, took the, took the two boys down to college together. So that was a great experience to go down to Florida for them. Uh, we've got a bunch of guys, you know, George Fitzgerald, our quarterback will be playing college rugby at Fordham. Um, we've got just a bunch of guys who are going on to the next level in sport, um, but also who are going to some great schools and are going to get really quality educations. And, and that's really what is most important. You know, football for all of us is impermanent. Uh, your education, your brain, that's something that sticks around for hopefully for a long time. And uh, we're really proud of our guys doing great work at the next level. You know, you're talking about uh, Tyler and, and Connor heading down uh, to college in Mike, Florida. Don't, don't confuse Mike and Connor. Mike's, oh, sorry. Mike's the older Mike. one. Connor's the younger one. Mike. And they're very, very different Ta- human okay. beings. I asked Connor the other day, I go, are you, you lonely now that, that Mike's in college? And he looks at me and goes, nope. <laughs> well, I, I, I was doing all that as a setup for a really lame joke, not even a joke, just more of a comment. Uh, as those guys were going out to Florida, it was probably cooler when they arrived at college <laughs> down in Florida uh, than it is up here. But we'll, we'll, get to the, uh, weather. we'll get to the weather conditions and how they've been affecting uh, practices. But uh, <laughs> I did also want to uh, kind of, as we now look forward, uh, you know, you've had four seasons. You had your, your freshman class. They've graduated, that first freshman class that you, that you had. They've graduated. So kind of fifth year now, so things starting anew. And uh, I guess uh, first place to start, I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of changes on the field with those 19 seniors having graduated, but uh, talk about uh, some uh, some big changes on the on the coaching staff this year. I mean, first and foremost, you're going to be uh, taking on some more responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, That's I'm, not the way it's supposed to work, by the way. I thought you're supposed to delegate more when, no, you, when you've been doing uh, it longer. No, it's, it's the opposite, I think. Um, no, I'm more more juiced up about this coaching staff than I've been in a long time. I'm really fired up about the guys that I have in the office with me. Um, we've especially done, that defensive coordinator, right? No, yeah, especially that, that, that <laughs> no, young, sorry, good-looking <laughs> D, D coordinator. Who's that guy? Um, His ID's on the screen right now. <laughs> if you're watching us on the simulcast, go ahead. I'm, I'm really fired up, Todd. I, I, I think we've got a – we did a lot of work in terms of our coaching philosophy this year because we had to take a look at, again, what led to two and nine, you know. And as I said at the, at the top of the show – a lot of that had to do with us. It would be disingenuous to, to say anything else. So what I really wanted were guys who were in our returning guys, who were guys who were able to take a look in the mirror, you know, and say, what is it that I did that contributed to two and nine? Not in a judgmental way, right? We have good years and bad years in our careers. I think that's true for everybody in every career. Um, the only difference with football coaches is that a lot of other people get to talk about it. And that was the first concern was to make sure that I had guys sitting around the table who were willing to do that. And, you know, every day we come in from practice now and we say, all right, I want one good thing you did today. And I want one bad thing you did today. Everybody has to go around the room, myself included, and say, this is, this is something I think we did really well, or I did really well. And this is something I, you know, I need to get better at tomorrow. I need to have a better day on this tomorrow. That's not something that we were doing a lot of last year. You know, there wasn't a lot of introspection. And as a result, we compounded on some of the problems that existed in our program instead of repairing them, which is the exact opposite of what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Um, one big change is, is uh, Dave Pereira, who was with me when I came over from Stoneham, is, is gone. Um, he had some some things he wanted to do for school. Um, right, you know, he was your defensive. He was my right? DC. Okay. Yep. Um, he's he is gone. Uh, you know, I've known Dave since he was a kid, so you know, I miss him. Um, I miss him as a as a person and as a colleague. Uh, he had to do what he felt was right for him and for his future, and uh, we're you know really supportive of him and excited for him. Um, and Sam Perkins, who was an assistant with us last year, is not back. 
Um, and in their places, I think we got some really great guys. Uh, our new offensive line coach is Aaron Samano. Um, Aaron played at Malden High, um, was a three-year starter at Malden High, and played his college ball at the University of New Haven. Uh, he's originally from the San Diego area, so we get a little West Coast influence. Um, hates the Patriots, hates Tom Brady, um, loves the Lakers, so it makes for a, an interesting uh, fan base in our, in our coach's office. Uh, I had actually approached Aaron last year to see if he would coach with us. I saw him at the Starbucks in Medford uh, one morning, and he had already accepted a position at Mystic Valley last year as their line coach. And I was really impressed by the fact I think a lot of guys would have jumped ship because we're a bigger program and a little bit more high profile. Um, I was really impressed by the fact that he didn't. And he said, Coach, I made a commitment. Um, I've already committed to them. I don't want to. I don't want to backtrack on that commitment. Um, so Aaron has been driving our offensive line, and man, is he a guy who loves to be an offensive lineman, you know. And 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 we had that when we had Coach Shea here. He's another guy who was really, you know, proud to be a proud to be a hog. And and Aaron is Coach Samano is just he loves the offensive line, uh, and you need that. You need a guy who's passionate about coaching the offensive line, understanding that it's a technique rooted, an emotion rooted position. Uh, and he brings that fire, but he also brings that that focus and that corrective approach. Uh, and we've started to see the results of that uh, already in this young season. I'm super fired up um, about about uh, Coach Samano. Uh, we did we were we were bored around the table the other day, so we made a list of what everybody's spirit animal is. Um, Coach Samano was the warthog. Um, he's Pumba, so we're we're excited about him. Um, You're excited about a warthog? <laughs> I sure am, man. Razorbacks are fierce, man. Okay, He's, he, he embraced it. He loves sure. it. Um, I'm really pumped that, that uh, Coach Samano is, is, is on our staff. He's, uh, he loves football. Um, he loves football. He's got a great family. He and his wife, uh, Maria, are just a really great addition to our, to our Belmont football coaches family, and we're really happy to have him. Um, our defensive line coach, which was a position that was uh, neglected, last year um we were hoping that one of our new hires would be able to kind of learn the position that never really materialized so we had to finagle a bagel to get those guys coaching last year um and at the end of the year i actually went down and coached the defensive line for about three weeks um towards the end of the year we've got chris sywitz now uh Cy was coach Cy was actually on the sideline he coached at framingham last year uh played his uh college football at bryant and, uh, and Framingham State, and um, he was their D-line coach last year. Um, same, very, <laughs> he and Samano were very similar except on opposite sides of the ball. Coach Cy loves defensive line. So we finally kind of have this loving antagonism between our offensive and defensive line coaches. They love each other, and they assist on the opposite side of the ball because we've got a lot of kids who play that position. But um, there's a little bit of juice in practice now. You know, Coach Sai's over on Scout D, and Coach Samano's over on Scout O. So, you know, when the one teams are going, those guys are they're, – they're fiery. And already, again, in, a, in, a, in the early start to the season, I see some just tremendous um, developments and adjustments in terms of technique teaching, um, attitude on the defensive line, and what our guys are, are, are learning to do. Everybody else is back. Um, in a, a little bit of different roles. Uh, coach Avery, who's my wide receivers coach, uh, is going to be the offensive coordinator in title this year. We're going to work together. Um, he's a young guy, so he's going to be learning, coordinating a little bit this year. Um, it always takes a little bit of time to learn that. The thing that I'm really excited about with Alex is his willingness to, um, to understand that that learning process exists. Right? He's not a guy who – I see this in a lot of young coaches today. They, they want to go right away, man. They want to be at the top right away. And I, I say all the time that one of the best things I ever did was work 10 years before I even thought about coordinating, right, before I even thought about head coaching. And um, Alex is one of those guys. So he's got a lot to learn, but he also has a great offensive mind. He's a great wide receivers coach. He's buoyant, um, competitive, uh, but he's got a lot of love. Um, so Alex is back. Coach Barge is back on the defensive backs position. Um, another guy who is just really 
grown in leaps and bounds in terms of his uh, in terms of his ability to understand his emotional power. You know, uh, we joked at the end of practice yesterday. Uh, I said we were talking about accountability and growth a little bit at the end of practice. I said, you know, me and Coach Barge had a quiet disagreement today. Y'all didn't even know that we had a disagreement. We had a quiet disagreement. When was the last time you saw me and Coach Barge have a quiet disagreement? Right? Because normally that, he and I are very similar personalities. When we disagree, oh, everybody knows. Everybody sees that. That was one of the problems last year. We were preaching emotional, emotional control. We weren't showing it. We were telling our kids to be emotionally level. And we weren't living it. Any of us. This year, man, is, is, is like night and day in that regard. It is just really special to see. So I'm super proud of Bargy um, and his ability to, to again, to, to look in the mirror and see things that he needed to work on to be better at his, at his craft and, and to work on those things. It's not always going to be perfect. We're not always going to be exactly what we want to be all the time. But if we can say, you know, I wasn't what I wanted to be in that moment, well, that's the first step to becoming what we do want to be. So that's I'm really I'm excited that, that, that Kimi is back and he's doing a great job with our D backs and our whole freshman staff is back. Uh, Coach Juice is back on the offensive side. Uh, Coach Silva is back as the freshman D coordinator and uh, the Mac man, Coach McShera, uh, is back uh, as a freshman assistant as well. And those guys just there's no one better to work with the youth in our program. Um, they are just so loving um and yet expectant it's really really a privilege to have guys who understand what their role is in terms of introducing 13 year olds right to not just the sport of football but to the marauder way of doing things i say to juice and, and silva and mac all the time you guys are the first face that these guys see when they walk in the door they're not going to really know me until sophomore year they'll know me but they won't know me and um, they won't know these varsity coaches. You guys are, are, are our ambassadors, right? You're the ambassadors of Quand, right, as in, from Jerry McGuire. Um, you're our ambassadors, man, and they take that to heart. And they've been contributing uh, a lot um, on the varsity level, helping us out in camp. And Coach Juice is actually our special teams coordinator this year because, um, man, does he love special teams. Um, he loves special teams. So he's making special teams fun again. Uh, and And – that not to not to ramble on, but that's a big piece of what we're trying to do this year. All encompassing in the program is look. We want to be disciplined. We want to work our butts off. We want to get better. But m more importantly than anything else, we want to have fun. Football's fun, you know. Coaching football's fun. Playing football is fun, and we distanced ourselves from that notion last year and it got to the point for players and coaches alike that it it got away from being fun and it, and, it, and it started to become about work you know and it is work but it's fun work so it's it's work that we choose for ourselves and and I don't know Todd it's just been it's hard to explain you know I, I go home at the end of the day and I'm physically exhausted man but my heart is so full is so full, and I'm just so proud of these coaches because they're the guys who were willing to sit down and have the difficult conversation about a two and nine season, a competitive one, okay, but a two and nine season, and own it for themselves. And that is something that not as many people as we might like in the world are willing to do. We we live in a society where there's a lot of outward pointing and um i got a bunch of guys who are who are willing to, to point inward first um and that is humbling okay well uh you know you talk about trying to put the fun back into football i do want to circle back uh to your new responsibilities uh with regards to the coaching staff and i just i guess i just want to know maybe uh what was the decision <laughs> process that you went through because you mentioned you did a little bit of a dl line coaching at the uh, during uh, parts of last season mm -hmm. so was was that part of what was the bug i know you come from a strong defensive oh, coordinator to, to background take the, to take the defense right you're taking over the defense I now am. so that's a big added responsibility i just want to know kind of what was your decision process when you decided to replace Coach Pereira, what, why not just bring in another new or promote someone from within? Instead, you, you're taking over the reins there. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I joke with my guys all the time, my coaches, because they like to joke that I, 
you know, I forget who Coach Bond when he was here, Brandon used to say all the time, you're an offensive guy now, Q. You know, and I'm a defensive dude, man. Um, I started my coaching career as a D-line coach. Um, my first coordinating job, <clears throat> excuse me, was as a D, uh, defensive coordinator. I love defense. And I had to step away from it a little bit just because from a management perspective and a head coaching perspective, it's, it's, it's hard to let go of the reins of your offense. Um, you know, we put an application, we put a, a, a job posting out for DC. Um, I didn't get anything that knocked my socks off. And I, I needed somebody to knock my socks off for that job because that. Okay, so you had originally thought about you sure. know, bringing in another yep. person. I mean, okay. we, we, we talked about it. Um, we talked about it with, uh, we talked about it in-house. So we talked, uh, I talked with Coach Barge a little bit about whether or not he wanted that. And he's got some other things going on in his life, you know, and, and that's a job that requires a ton of outside work. You know, you got to break film down. You got to create tendency. You got to do game planning work. You got to get scout cards together every week, all that stuff. Um, and he just did, you know, again, looking inward saying, I want to do it, but I know that I'm not going to have the time to do all of that stuff, you know, and I don't want to sell the team short. And so then, you know, we posted and I just, I didn't, I didn't get anything that I walked out of an interview saying, man, this is the dude, you know, um, to, to do this job. And I was sitting over a, a burger and a, you know, a glass of milk at Conley's and, um, <laughs> uh, with Coach Avery. And he just looked at me and said, you know, over, this, over the probably the spring or something, and said, why don't you just do it? Just do it. You know? And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> it was really that simple. I want our defense to have uh, an attitude. I want our defense to have a personality. I felt that, that – you know, no disrespect at all to Dave. He worked his butt off for me, and I love the kid to death. But I felt that our defense lacked personality. It lacked an identity. It lacked, you know, ferocity. Um, and even in our first scrimmage, you know, <laughs> Coach Smith, who's uh, resigned from the head coaching position at Malton Catholic because of his principal duties there, um, <laughs> walked over to me when our, our threes were running and goes, man, your defense flying to the football. I go, yeah, it's my defense now. He looked at me. He goes, that makes sense, you know. And so that's the start of building that that identity, of of saying, you know, we're going to draw a line in the sand every play. I can't promise that we're going to win games. I can't promise that we're going to lose games. I've been in this business long enough to know that it's not a good idea to promise those things. What I can promise is that when you come across the line of scrimmage playing Belmont football defense, um, that you're in for a fight. You know that this is this is a family that is going to stand up. And, and say, you're not, you're not gaining ground on us without some blood, some sweat, you know, and some tears. And um, I'm really excited for that opportunity. I think part of the reason I feel personally rejuvenated in what I'm doing is, is that, too. Because um, I love defense, man. I love defense. All right. Well, let's. Uh, so it is a rejuvenation in your fifth season, and that's probably oh. a good thing. Uh, you, you brought up the uh, Malden Catholic scrimmage that you had earlier this week, so I guess we'll use that as kind of a, a jumping-off point to talk about all the new faces uh, with with the team this year. So yeah. maybe talk a little bit about how the scrimmage went. I, I know it's been an unbearably hot week, uh, so <laughs> talk a little, you know, and then talk about who maybe impressed you, and then and then just mention who all the new faces are. There's obviously a lot of new faces when it comes to the uh, a lot of the skill positions yeah. as, as well. Um, it was a good scrimmage. Excuse me. It was a good scrimmage. Um, I always say scrimmage like Clint Eastwood movie. There's some good, there's some bad, and there's some ugly. Um, and there was that. Um, but we were very satisfied on both sides of the ball for our, for our first performance as a team in live action. Um, you know, we were able to score some touchdowns. We were able to uh, reliably move the ball. Um, we were able to consistently play defense. Um, and, and get the offense off the field, uh, there was some good rally to the football. Um, it, was, it was really, really fantastic. Uh, good starting point. A lot to work on. A lot to clean up, but a good starting point. But, but not to even to cut you off, I know you're going to probably sure. get into this, but, you know, obviously there's going to be a big change uh, to obviously big changes with the defense. You're taking that over, but big changes on the offensive yeah. side because, one, you have a new quarterback, and, two, you're totally revamping the kind of offense you're going to run with this new quarterback. Yeah. Um, we have a, a, a new kid is at the reins at, at QB. Um, be my third quarterback in five years. Um, and third in three years now in the third last Third in three, three years yeah. now because George was a senior, sole senior year quarterback. 
Um, Avery Arno is a junior, uh, was our JV quarterback, obviously, last year, our backup, uh, back George up. Arno is, uh, you know, without giving too much away, he's a, he's a talented kid. He can do a lot of different things. He's a very versatile kid. Um, tremendously calm. There's this sort of calm cockiness to him that you want in a quarterback. You know, you, you, there. I always say in sports, there, there are two kinds of uh, athletes. I use baseball as a metaphor here. There's the kid in, you know, there's the kid in the left field going, uh, hit it to me, hit it to me, hit it to me, hit it to me. And then there's the kid in the left field going, please don't hit it to me, please don't hit it to me, please don't hit it to me. You know, Arno is a I want the rock kind of a guy. Um, so, you know, we, we saw that we had a kid who was uh, a really superbly talented athlete, a very versatile athlete. Um, you'll see some elements of our offense from last year that are still there, um, that are consistent. Um, we also have done a lot of work um, to simplify and to do things that suit Arno's strengths um, and to run the offense through our quarterback uh, a little bit more uh, than we've been able to do uh, in the past. And I'm just really excited about Avery. Now, he's, you know, this is his first year starting in varsity competition, so I'm sure he will have his, his hiccups. Um, but he's just a very level kid. He's respected and, and liked in the locker room and in the huddle. Um, if, you, if, you, if you didn't know him, you wouldn't – you might even think he was a little aloof, right, because he, he, you're not going to hear him talk a lot um, outside of the call and adjustments. And uh, maybe like a, hey, quiet down. Um, he's not a loud guy. And he's not a me guy. You know, he's not a guy who says, I have to, you know, I have to throw 300 yards or I want the ball every time. Uh, Avery Arno wants to win football games. Uh, and that's a guy I, I love having at the front of my offense. Sure. Well, you know, uh, so moving on uh, with that, uh, you know, kind of talk about, uh, you know, how the rest of the – well, I, actually, another thing about uh, Arno, you talk about the quiet confidence. Uh, what about actual, like, uh, maybe physical on-field strengths, not just the cerebral aspect to his yeah. game, that you consider strengths uh, uh, to his game as, uh, you know, he gets ready to, to play varsity quarterback um, for the first time? He's fast. He's fast. Uh, he's a fast kid. He's got he's got good hand actions. Um we're working to develop his footwork a little bit. A lot of times you get a young quarterback coming up. That's the one area that needs a little bit of work, but it's pretty good. Um, we like what we've done in our read structures for him. He's got a bunch of throws. You know, he can make a lot of throws. You know, when you're, you're kind of checking down the checklist of, of quarterback, at least pass attack quarterback, you're saying, all right, does he have the deep throw? Can he throw a stop? Can he throw a slant? Can he throw a quick out? Can he throw a bubble? Can he throw a bootleg pass? Like you're going down this checklist of the you know the throws that that a quarterback has, um, which is why I like guys like you know, in terms of pure quarterbacking throwing ability, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning are like the best quarterbacks of all time because they had the throws, right? Like Brady has Brady doesn't have all the throws. He just wins, but he doesn't have all the throws, right? And, and you know Arno's got a bunch of throws. And he's just got great hand action. He's got a and and he's got a really intuitive football IQ that allows for his talents to shine. Because quarterbacking is about making the right decision more than it is about anything else. So you can have all the talents in the world, but if you make the wrong decision and you know use the talent to throw the ball sixty yards into double coverage, well, that's still a bad throw. So um, it's really been great to kind of see see him have these kind of intuitions that lead to you know his feet and his arm to be able to do good things but uh he's fast he's got good feet he's got a good short motion i'm really excited about the kid all right now with regards to the uh, running back so we're going to see uh killian o'connor who was kind of more in a secondary role last year i guess he'll be more of uh, a primary back this year talk about uh, about some of your running backs yeah we're there. we're i mean we've always kind of prided ourselves a little bit on being rbu you know and <laughs> Uh, we've got two primary backs this year. We're going back to kind of the Ben Jones, Makai Johnson days where we're, we're trading backs um, all the way through. Uh, Killian is one. He's a boy with a tough kid. He's low to the ground. He's a downhill runner. He's super fast. And, I remember that. Yep. I mean, Killian's one of those guys who can, you know, we have two guys who can do this, to be perfectly honest, who can break at any moment. He's not going to truck stick you, right? He's not going to bowl over four guys, although he's done that too. 
You know, I, I remember a run on Cambridge where he got contacted like at the 11 last year and he just, he scored um, on, a, on a power. Um, so Killian is this kind of bullet runner. Um, and we also have Rakai Joseph, uh, who played as a freshman and, and didn't play as a sophomore and a junior. Um, and Rakai is back for his senior year. Um, and he's a, he's a tremendously talented back. I remember freshman year, he had such a successful freshman year that guys were kind of asking me about him, like, who's that freshman running back you got? He's just, you know, ran for five touchdowns in the freshman game. I saw him when he was over at our house, you know, and, and uh, he's come in his senior year with just kind of a more adult maturity to himself and a, a more adult work ethic. Uh, these two guys are, I think they're just great backs, man. I think they're great young men, and I think they're great backs. Uh, again, has allowed us to, even in our simplification, think more about, okay, what do we have in terms of the specific talents that these guys have and what can we create that allows these individual guys to flex their specific talents? And, and they've been able to do that, so it's great. Well, you brought up, uh, we were just talking about Killian, so I'm going to use this as a segue to talk about your, your team captains for 2018. Sure. You've got five of them. I think most of them have a bit of an offensive component to it, so maybe we can kind of talk about them vis-a-vis uh, working in, uh, you know, the, looking at the rest of the offense yeah, for the upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Killian's one, uh, and he played, he's a two-way player, uh, two-way starter. Um, Jared Edwards is another one of our captains. Uh, we lost Jared early in the season last year to a, to a lower body injury that, that um, kept him out for the year. And that was, that was a big, you know, a lot of people weren't talking about that loss in our offense last year. That was a big loss. You know, Jared is, a, he's, a, he's going to be a collegiate football player. Uh, his dad played at Mizzou. Um, what a great kid. We call him Daddy Long Legs because he's super long. Um, and he's just a hardworking kid with high expectations for himself. Um, runs great routes, great hands, great high point fade guy. Um, so, and he's a, he's another kind of quiet leader. Um, so we're really excited to have Jab back um, working on the offensive side. Um, Sam Sagarian, number fifty five. Uh, Sam was a guard and a DN for us last year. Started. Um, he's probably our vocal guy or more vocal guy on the offensive line. Um, Sam is definitely a guy who's going to let you know if your effort level is low or if you need to pick it up or, you know, you're kind of being a little lazy in a drill set. Sam's a guy who's going to get in your face and, and say, let's go. That's not how we do things here. You know, let's get it up, man. Let's go. Just to pipe in really quick on Sam, I know he was also a key part of the rugby team's success yep. uh, in the spring. He was. He was. Having a, seen him play in the uh, championship Yeah, game. he's a rugger. Um, he, had a, he had a good rugby season. Um, really tough kid, uh, high expectations for himself kind of kid too. Um, you know, we call it the Sam head slap because when he makes a mistake, he slaps himself in the face mask about two or three times because he's mad at himself. Um, and then he goes back to work. Uh, so, and we're excited about him on the defense side of the ball too. He's a great D end. Um, Mike Delholm was a safety last year. <clears throat> we got a little bit of a defensive adjustment this year. So he's kind of in this nickelback, uh, role. For us, defensively, offensively, he's a slot receiver. Hopefully that doesn't come with lame music, too. But no. So, okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst exports from Canada, I think. Hands down. Yeah, Hands there down. You go. I mean, All that's right. like the first question I ask if I'm, if I'm like, <laughs> meeting a new friend. is like, do you like Nickelback? And if the oh. answer is yes, then we can't, we can't hang out. Well, of course, the, the beauty, if you do like them, though, they only have one, they have one song. One song. Keep replaying just it. play over and over. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and Mikey's a vocal leader, too. Uh, tough kid, versatile kid. Uh, we, we see him more as a defensive player. He's been chiming in and contributing on the offensive side of the ball as well. Um, so we're really excited. And last but certainly not least is a big 75, man, Jake Bama Parsons. Um, Bama, Bam Bam is, is – I love that kid. Um, it's no secret. You know, Jake is – The guy who protects the quarterback. I mean, yep, he's know. our blindside tackle. Yeah. Um, he's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, three, six, 300 pounds. Um, he's a big boy. Um, he's another guy who's going to be a collegiate player. Um, yes, had a, yes, he will. <laughs> had a great, great camp season. You know, went to Harvard camp, Yale camp, um, elite camp. Um, is garnering a little bit of interest. You know, didn't have as much run last year uh, due to a, a, an injury, uh, head injury uh, in the middle of the season last year. So his recruitment is kind of going to be picking up as the, as the fall takes off here. I'm really excited for Bama. Um, 
Jake is is a, a quiet leader. We got like three quiet guys and two loud guys, which is a great mix. Um, he's a great offensive tackle. I mean, Jake Jake's really come along, um, and he's just a fantastic young man. Um, I love I love Bam Bam. He's he's just a fantastic dude. We start we have a pre practice tradition. That, uh, Jake and I have a pre-practice hug um, every practice. I go up to Jake and I go pre-practice hug and we give each other a hug and we go to practice, you know, and I know it sounds kind of weird, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, he's a kid that, you know, we ran, I think 87 workouts over the course of this year. He's a two sport athlete, plays rugby too. Um, Jake attended 84 of them, you know, so that gives you kind of a sense of, of who he is. You know, he's, a, he's what we call a lunch pail guy. And I've always kind of had a special affinity for those kinds of guys. Um, I'm really excited for his senior year. Um, Bam Bam's a good dude. All right. Well, that uh, kind of wraps up a lot of the uh, the offense then, too. Uh, as you mentioned, some of these guys are on the line. I mean, uh, you actually have, yeah, you, but, uh, well, Jake and Sam were part of that line last year. Yep. Uh, anyone else coming back that we uh, – uh, Connor Shea. Our right tackle is back. Uh, he was our right tackle all year, last year pretty much as a junior. The other Shea, right? The other Shea. I uh, kind of messed up earlier. Yep. With that. Connor, yeah, don't con- – confusing Connor and Mike, man. They'll don't they'll they'll take it up with you, um, both of them, either way. And uh, Connor – Connor. I, I met their mom last season too, so yeah, she might Karen. take it up with me too, Karen. Right? Uh, Karen's fantastic. She's one of our FOBF uh, soldiers. You know, she mm. does so much work for our Friends of group to make the season go. Karen and Kevin both. Um so he's back, and Derek Brown uh, played a little bit of guard for us last year, played some nose tackle for us as a sophomore. Um, he is a big, strong, fast kid, and his football IQ is like light years from where it was last year, you know, which has been really, really great to see. Um, so we're excited, and, and Narek Stepanian is stepping in at center, um, and I said it to him in film, uh, the other day, I said, we call him Puddin. Um, we always have a Puddin. Um, every team I've coached, I've had a Puddin. Um, and what exactly? Again, for- uh, it's, 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 it just kind of has to happen organically. You know, Put, a Puddin is always he's kind of just an easygoing kid. It's usually a lineman because um, they like Puddin. Um, is that true? Is that true? I, I didn't know. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's food, so they usually like it. <laughs> I was, okay, so uh, just food in general. Just put it but I said it to Puddin and film the other day, man. I go, you are, you are hands down one of the most pleasant surprises of this camp. Um, Puddin has just been – he's been fantastic at the center of the line. We had to replace uh, Nooner. We had to replace Ryan. Um, replacing Baloo is a hard thing to do. He was our starting center for three years. Um, Narek has stepped right in there, and he's commanding the line which is great. Uh, you can hear his voice on cut, right? You, we film practice and stuff. You can hear his voice in combo calls and connect calls and pass protection adjustments and all that stuff. I mean, he's just settled right into the vocal center role. So our hoggies are great. we got a couple of young guys working too. Ryan Hoff, Kamyar Nuri, um, you know, uh, uh, Brett Westgate, you know, working behind these guys um, as youngsters, juniors, most of them who are also going to, you know, probably get some time and, we're excited about what the front's going to do. All right. And uh, I, you kind of alluded to it. I don't know. Is this something you didn't want to bring up? You said you're, you're talking about different offensive wrinkles that are, are things. Or I, maybe I alluded to it because we did some talking before we started the <laughs> podcast. And you were talking about what you were, were going to maybe try to do having uh, you know, Arno as your quarterback this year. So, I mean, can we – I mean, is it going to be – can I can I say the O word? I mean, is it going to be? Can I mention that there's going to be that element to your offense this year, or 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 it just? I guess my question is, how much of an element would that be? I mean, not to. I, I know you you know opponent opposing coaches might be watching. Maybe. Stuff. I mean, I, I I don't I don't I don't see myself as enough of a superstar. I was a two and nine coach last year, so I don't think anybody's. Well, in that case, then the tuned, option. Yeah. Let's talk about the option. I don't think please. I don't <laughs> think uh, I don't think anybody's tuning in to in that regard to get any any secrets, but maybe they are. Um, yeah, we're going to have an option component to what we do. Um, how well, I mean, that's certainly different because in your first four seasons b- between uh, Cal and, and Georgie, you weren't running a lot of options. Nope. Those guys like, were more drop-back passer yeah. guys. Um, so, yeah, there will be a – there will you know, without giving too much away, there will be, be an option component to our offense. Um, we're just most excited about taking our time a little bit more 
you know, and, and just really learning from our mistakes last year in terms of install and saying, you know, we thought we had this really senior heavy team last year. It was calculated to say, like, we're going to try to install a bunch really fast. Um, oops. You know, we thought we had a senior heavy team. These guys played a bunch of football. It's going to be easy. It was not. And, and we learned from that. And so, we've, you know, I'm more excited, you know, regardless of what we're running, of, of taking the approach and saying, you know, we're, we're really going to do some work to get good at something here. <clears throat> and I think that's what we're doing, um, which has been great so far. I mean, it's early. It's the end of, it's the end of August. So, you know, optimism breeds eternal in August. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about uh, yeah, some of the other defensive, some of the new defensive players you're going to have, sure. and uh, also you mentioned, of course, uh, with Aiden Cadigan, uh, your kicker gone. So you, you got new additions, uh, yeah. auditions going on, uh, new auditions for that position. Yeah. Um, talk about that. Defensively, we're fired up. <clears throat> Again, we got uh, Derek Brown, uh, also on the offensive line, who's who's an interior lineman. Uh, Ryan Hoffman, a junior. Uh, will find his way onto the interior line. He's a, a lacrosse player. Kamyar Nouri, who uh, uh, came to Belmont from Iran uh, last year um, and is a three-sport athlete in football, wrestling, good wrestler, um, and and rugby um, is, is fighting for an interior line spot as well. Um, Sam Harris is back. He played some linebacker for us last year next to Adam Deese, um, also a rugby guy. Uh, really good athlete and just a great kid. Um, I love Those Sammy Sams H. Like to go out for rugby, don't they? They sure do. <laughs> uh, we they had a they had a play against uh, Malin Catholic. Him and Sagarian had a play against uh, he and Sagarian had a play against MC where they he scraped over the top on an option that was bouncing and and they came together with Sam on the inside hip and Sam linebacker Sam on the outside hip and I just kind of chuckled to myself. I can't stop thinking about like Sam I am and Sam and Sam and all of that, or ham sandwich, you know, and start saying stuff like that. Um, but Sam's back. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a competition on the interior for the other spot um, between two great football players who will probably both contribute. Um, Ryan Santoro right now is a little bit in the lead. Um, he's a junior. Uh, he plays fullback as well. Uh, he's also, you know, the same two guys who are competing at linebacker are also competing for the starting fullback job. Um, so they compete on both sides of the ball. And Mitch Pereira. Um, who had a great game against Cambridge at fullback for us last year, um, are looking at those linebacker spots. Um, Eric Mency at corner, defensive back as a senior. This is kind of, you know, we call him Mency Island. He calls himself Mency Island. We call him Mency Peninsula, um, just to be funny. Uh, Eric is more like a peninsula than an island. Eric's just a great kid, man. He's a a really, really hardworking kid. He's got a really great way about him. Um, He's been patient in his growth and progression as a defensive player. Um, he's a what-do-I-need-to-do-to-help-the-team kind of guy. Um, and this is kind of Eric's time, you know, and we're really pumped for Mentz. He deserves this chance to go out there as a varsity player. He's a good corner. Um, Rakai is in the backfield as well at free safety. Um, and he's as excited as I am about him at running back. I'm really excited about him at free safety. This kid runs the alley as good as anyone, um, and he likes to hit. Uh, he'll be paired with Killian O'Connell. The two running backs are actually the two starting right now are the two starting safeties. Um, and Justin Rocha, who's a receiver for us now, was a running back as a sophomore, is now a junior receiver, offensively slot receiver, um, is at the corner spot. Um, he's a really talented kid. He's the guy kid who scored the game-winning goal in the hockey playoffs against Arlington last year. Um, is also a baseball player, three-sport athlete. Uh, Roach is a, a tremendous athlete. And uh, we're really excited about our defensive backfield. Delholm is in that nickel spot. Um, and, again, they're starting to kind of develop this attitude of, you know, being aggressive to the football. And uh, I say all the time, all I want for Christmas is a football. Go get me a football, you know. And, and, and really pushing to try and create turnovers and attack the ball and be better tacklers and to set a physical tone for our defense which unfortunately was something that was really missing from our defense last year. I always say that, you know, that's, that's where you can make a team kind of second guess itself, right, is, is when they see that there are kind of like 11 rabid dogs who want to get to the football. Uh, offensive guys don't like that. You know, it, it makes you think twice. 
and um, makes you think about call. It makes you think about execution. It makes you just a little bit worried or maybe a little bit hesitant. And we really want to be a defense that creates that in offenses. So we got a bunch of new guys on that defense and returning guys. Uh, Sammy Seggs is returning. Connor Shea is returning. Um, we've got a long way to go, but we've seen, we've seen some promising stuff from those guys. And uh, is there a, a kicker slash punter in the fold yet? Hampton Trout, man. Uh, you know, everybody – Hampton was <laughs> Hampton was Hampton was overshadowed by um, – Hampton was overshadowed by Aiden because Aiden was a fantastic kicker and had a couple of years on him. Aiden actually came by practice the other day, and I saw he and Hampy working together, um, which is – I love seeing that. Um, Hampy's a good kicker. Um, I've seen him – you know, he camped up. He's, he's a collegiate kicker too. Um Saw him bang a 55-yarder the other day. Um, no rush, just off a, a kick tee. Um, but Hampy's, Hampy will handle all of our – I would imagine right now, Hampy will handle all of our special team kicking duties. He'll be our kickoff guy. He's got a boomer. Um, he'll be our PAT field goal guy, um, and he'll be our punter as well. Um, he does a lot of work on his kicking. He works really, really hard um, and is kind of constantly coming up to me and, and, and asking me if I can – segment time just for him to kind of go off to the side a little bit and and do his kicking work because you know collegiately we'd love to have a kicking coach but it's hard to you have to designate somebody who has another position to be the kicking coach and we don't you know we can't budget 45 minutes of practice just for the kicker to go work on on kicks but he's got great kick control we're trying to be a a more disciplined special teams unit this year and also to use specials to our advantage which i don't think we did as well as we could have with Aiden in that regard. Um, I said to him when he left that I felt like we kind of, I don't want to say we shortchanged him, but we probably could have used him a little bit more than we did. Um, we don't want to make that mistake twice. You know, uh, we, we definitely want to be able to go to our special teams and say this is a unit that can create advantage for us in the game um, by controlling punts, controlling kicks. Um, there are some new kick game rules at the high school level this year that we can take advantage of. Um, and I think Hampy's, Hampy's a great guy to do it. And we got some young guys. we got some young guys, too. Uh, John Williams is a sophomore. These guys will handle the JV kicking and punting. Um, he's got a boomer. And Nate Fox. Um, Foxy is a sophomore. I finally got a lineman kicker. I've wanted one. Yeah. yeah I want, <laughs> I've, wanted one, I've wanted one for, for 15 years. Um, like that kicker from Penn State. You know, I finally got a I finally got a lineman kicker in Foxy, um, and so those two guys will handle the kicking and punting duties on the JV level, and so we kind of got a nice little farm system going there from Aiden to Trouter and Trouter to these two guys, um, and then who knows who will come up at the freshman level? I mean, we got a lot of great soccer players in this town, so a lot of them who come out for football, um, been playing soccer for a long time and work to translate those skill sets. So. Well, excited. Yeah, no, it sounds like, uh, you know, certainly uh, you said Trout kicked a 55-yarder in practice, which I would say is very impressive, uh, especially given uh, the extremely uh, humid conditions we've had to face. I, I just saw a weather report this week. They were talking about uh, we've had twice as many days this summer compared to, like, the last three summers where the dew point has been over 70. Yeah. Uh, talk about that, just trying to, like, schedule, you know, practices. I know it was kind of hard for us. We had to juggle around uh, scheduling this podcast just uh, yeah. because, uh, you know, you were moving practices around due to heat advisories and whatnot yeah i mean I, I i'd start by saying that i just i have such a great um administrative staff um starts with with our superintendent um john phelan we have a new principal at the high school uh tom brow uh mr brow is just a he's a football guy he's a football official um as well he's the guy who does all of our rules presentations at the league meeting um he's absolutely fantastic uh mr o'brien the new assistant principal there as well uh he's a he's a sports guy he's the head lacrosse coach at burlington and um and then obviously i got the best athletic trainer in the business man in, in sarkis Asadorian. um i go to war with sarkis any day of the week i love that guy and of course my athletic director you know jimmy davis and and we we saw the heat coming and all of them kind of got together and and made you know definitive the only thing i asked for is kind of definitive decisions in the best interests of our players our student athletes and all of them got together and said you know this heat index is going to be yesterday was crazy you know i went on to my rate i said earlier i went onto the field with my radiant heat i got a little radiant heat app 
on my phone, and it was like 120 degrees coming off of the turf. Um, yeah, that with, might have been like the hottest day of the whole summer. With I mean, it wasn't 120 in the air, but no, off the right. rubber. Like yeah. so, you know, and with the humidity, which you were talking about, man, that that really creates some challenges in terms of like sweat and body temperature regulation, uh, especially in pads. So. Those guys, uh, the administrative team created practice restrictions. Um, you could practice in the morning um, or you could practice in the evening. But between 11 and 6.30, no one was to be practicing outside. Um, Jim actually stopped into the office yesterday and we sat and talked a little bit and, you know, about what was in our best interest. We ended up going out in shells yesterday for an abbreviated practice. Uh, we were going to have an abbreviated practice um, today as well um, but it's going to run a little bit longer because it's a little bit cooler uh, today than it was yesterday so you know and then it's just making sure that these guys stay hydrated and uh, keeping their body temperature down as best we can uh, it's keeping your eyes on these guys you know our number one job is to is to protect our our players um, and that's what we're that's what we're looking to do so I, I just I'm really lucky to have a great team uh, administrative support team that uh has done so much to really you know make sure that we're make sure that we're safe and also that we get the opportunity to go out and 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 do the work that we need to do so uh it's really kudos to them and we uh, if you can believe it we've pretty much uh, filled a whole hour here i'm gonna we probably have about maybe uh 60 to 90 seconds left to kind of right. talk about the the home opener uh the season yeah. opener, september 7th coming up awfully fast uh milton uh just in case you're wondering same schedule as last year just everyone flips home and road yep but it, it's the same opponents and you're playing them in the same order so uh again you start the season with milton this time it'll be here at harris field which will be uh, broadcast by bhs sports tv and our fine uh, executive producer of bhs sports tv jeremy Meserve and my man him and his crew will be out there so uh just uh, briefly i now i just took up 30 seconds of that so you got about 60 <laughs> seconds left to talk about uh about milton and they were pretty tough on you last year to start the season yeah i think they uh i think it was a it, it was a back and forth game a little bit i mean they beat us i think by two touchdowns last year um they're fast milton's always fast coach dembo is a great coach um and a great guy we talked on the phone the other day just kind of coordinating film exchange and uh they're going to come see us scrimmage against Waltham I don't know if I'm going to get all the way down to Milton to watch them Friday morning they got a weird scrimmage time um they're fast spread team got to have your coverage packages in place got to make sure your defensive backs and your linebackers are really ready to go I think we're hoping to be able to stop them in the air this year because I think if we're capable of doing that um that you know we, we've got a defense who's going to be pretty stout against the run um and I I you know again it's 10 days in here, but I think that, you know, we got an offense that's going to be able to move the ball and score some points. Um, they got to sit in traffic for an hour like we did last year to get here. That's always a nice little advantage. You know, you got to sit and, you know, we play at six, so they got to sit in rush hour traffic coming up from Milton. Um, we had to do that going the other way last year. It's a long bus ride. Well, in Framingham, I remember the home opener last year. They took them. Uh, the game start was uh, yeah. d- delayed by about forty-five minutes because because of, of traffic. traffic. We got to go out. We got to go out there this year. So we're not we're not getting there. Uh, and we're excited to open at home. You know, always always nice to get out there Friday night under the lights at Harris to start your season. We got you know the best fans, the best marching band, the best school support. Um, and we love our field. We love being home. You know, we love being able to come out of our field house and, and ready to rock and roll, you know. So it's uh, I think it's going to be a great competition, a great contest. It's it's a six o'clock start. Um, and I would really just encourage everybody, you know, to even if you're not a big football fan or whatever, to just kind of trot out to Harris and, and, and get a taste of what high school football is like and what Belmont high school football is like and uh it's kind of hard not to have a good time. Here's some brass bonanza. Get your dance there you on. Go. And, yes, of you course. Know, have some fun. Again, that's Friday, September seventh, six o'clock kickoff at Harris Field. Uh, the 2018 football season will start quickly. Uh, don't want to put words in your mouth, Coach, because we don't really have time to get into the long goals for the season. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say goals for 2018: win more than last year, win, win some league games. Uh, yeah, you know, certainly. Uh, we got three. We want to have a winning Thanks. record. We want to make the playoffs. We want to beat Watertown on Turkey. There you go. And uh, there you go. There he is. So, yes, right. Beat Watertown, which, of course, game will be here this year uh, at uh, at Harris Field. So, yes, we will uh, wrap up just as I thought we were going to finish on time. I, I can't get this in in 10 seconds, so we're going to go slightly <laughs> over. But uh, just as we wrap up this uh, this show, we want to remind you that all of our Toddcasts with Coach Q uh, can be found online 
at belmontmedia.org slash podcast and also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. Uh, you can listen at your own convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. Again, don't forget this is an interactive show, so if you have questions for Coach Jan Kuman, again, it's a Q's for Q. That's the hashtag on Twitter that you want to use. Again, Q's for Q, Q-S-F-O-R-Q. Uh, links to our weekly interviews with Coach Q. We're going to post them on both uh, Facebook and Twitter. You can become a Facebook fan of our show by searching Time Out for Sports Talk. Again, our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. Coach's Twitter handle is at Q underscore Coach. Uh, the uh, Belmont football is at Marauder F Ball. And I think that pretty much uh, sums it up. That does so, it. Uh, so uh, on that note, uh, for Coach Q, there he is one last time. I, it's tough having it. You're doing a great job, Todd. You're doing a great here. job. Well, for all of us involved, uh, which is uh, Coach Q and myself, <laughs> I'm Todd Bloniar saying go Marauders. And we want to thank you for checking out the uh, TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Yeah.